Welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you are listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. So, yeah, we have a very special episode for you today, as always. It's um, it's National Pierogi Day. Yeah, eat some pierogies. Is the scoreboard stumper how to spell pierogi? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All right, so we will get to the stumper, and then we'll get into our inductee. We have a tweet of the week. We have three jabronis, actually three or four. It's hard to say. We'll just we'll fi- we'll, we'll figure out when we get there. Yeah. Um, and then we'll finish off with some Whole thoughts and prayers, and and send you on your merry little way. Maybe you can go back and listen to some of the old podcasts. You know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, National Pierogi Day. What is the scoreboard stumper, Scott? Scoreboard stumper is of the original eight WNBA teams out of the the Utah Stars, the Los Angeles Sparks, the Cleveland Rockers, the Sacramento Sacramento Monarchs, Houston Comets, Phoenix Mercury, Charlotte Sting, and New York Liberty. Only three are still in operation. Which three? I would assume the bigger cities like New York, but yeah. uh, I don't want to give too much away. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. Um, don't want to um, ruin it for the rest of you that are thinking about <laughs> I it. I know. Huge WNBA fans. <laughs> <clears throat> Clearly. But it is fitting for this episode as we are inducting Cheryl Miller. Cheryl freaking Miller. Okay. So the tweet of the week is from Cincinnati Reds pitcher Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Um, I guess someone... Had thanked Bauer for on Twitter. Had thanked Bauer for his amazing performance this season and helping the Reds uh, to a uh, playoff, you know, postseason run. Yeah, Uh, not much of a run, but uh, thanking Trevor Bauer and Trevor Bauer responded, "What? Uh, Well, the the fan said uh, it's gonna suck not having you around next year." And uh, Bauer outage. Trevor Bauer said, "Who said I'm not gonna be around next year?" And then every Cincinnati Reds fan was like, "Yeah." So our tweet of the week is from Trevor Bauer. We really hope you come back and play for the Reds next year. Yeah, We love the attitude. We love it. On to the dark side of sports. Our notable jabroni. Scotty, hit me with the first one. All right. First one. We have Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate. Uh, they're acting like... For the, for the St. Louis... Or St. Louis. <laughs> for the Los Angeles Rams. Are they still in L.A.? And then Golden Tate now plays for the New York Giants. Yeah, for the New York Football Giants. Um... As soon as the game was over, which was a 17-9 victory for the Rams, Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate had made eye contact and then just had a fist fight right at the (laughs) 50-yard line. Um, Punches were thrown. It was kind of unclear who threw the first one. Uh, The Giants say it was Ramsey. And uh, notably, what's crazy about this also is this has been going on for about a year between these two. Um, Jalen Ramsey has two daughters with... Golden Tate's sister, Brianna Tate. So, yeah. Man, that is deep. That's some soap opera shit right there. Yeah. They're going to get their own reality show soon, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) You said we got a baseball? Yeah, baseball uh, jabroni. Okay, yeah. Uh, Let's move on to baseball for the next jabroni. Uh, We want to jabronize the entire NL Central. Oh, Uh, the whole NL Central. All of the National League Central. Shit the bed. Uh, All of them. So four teams from the NL Central made the playoffs and were boasting, like, check us out. We made 
four of us made the playoffs, yo. Well, not a single one of those teams advanced <laughs> from the first round of the playoffs. Bunch of dummies. All eliminated on their jabroni asses. All jabronis. All jabronized. Uh, finally, our last jabroni, uh, we're going to go to Bill O'Brien. Uh, he is the, he was the head coach of the Houston Texans. He was also the general manager. So he was the head coach and he was the general manager. And the team started 0-3, so of course he's massively on the hot seat. So what does he do for week four? He gives himself play-calling responsibilities also for offense. And they lost. So they're 0-4, and he, he's, he's out of a job. All three jobs that he gave himself. It sucks because I'm sure most owners are like, we'll just have the GM fire the head coach. Oh, wait, Ooh. we can't do that. The GM is the head coach. And he got rid of DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> to get David Johnson. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I just yeah. think about how like ma- how many running backs are out there of David Johnson's um, caliber. Caliber at this point of his career through all his injuries. Like, yeah. certainly at one time in his career – was one of the top running backs. He's such a good receiving threat and whatnot. But at this point in his career, they they probably could have brought in someone for a lot less of a price than DeAndre Hopkins. I know they wanted to get rid of DeAndre, or he wanted to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. And that's just like... Not working out. Well, then it's it's been released that now that like J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien had a massive... uh, verbal dispute uh, in practice before week four for the game yeah before well, <laughs> the week like the practice leading up to it and they said that he lost the he lost the locker room as soon as that he got in a fight with jj it's just over yeah all right are those all the jabronis those are those are our jabronization has been completed we're done with juice we're done with juice so without further ado we get on to our fifth legends of sports ball hall of fame inductee Cheryl Miller. Born January 3rd, 1964 in Riverside, California, Cheryl Miller was the third of five children to Saul and Carrie Miller. The Miller children grew up with a backyard basketball court, and it was there that Cheryl would begin to hone her raw talent. With competitive brothers who all were great athletes, Cheryl would come to stand out as one of the best athletes in the whole neighborhood. By freshman year, she was six foot two, towering over opponents in stature and talent. Yeah, Cheryl led her high school team, Riverside Polytechnic, to uh, 132 wins in a mere four losses. In her time in high school, winning four state championships and All-American honors in all four years. In one 1982 game, Miller scored 105 points, a California high school record to this day. She also performed what are thought to be the first two dunks by a female in any organized competition. And Cheryl, when they used to play growing up, she used to give Reggie the business He called her the king of the block, all right? How about this story? On January 26, 1982, Reggie drops 40 in what he describes as the best high school game of his career. 
After the game, he's bragging to his sister, gloating. You know how sibling rivalries are. He tells Cheryl, I just dropped 40. You know what Cheryl says? In a game that same day, she just dropped 105. 105 points in a high school game. Nuff said, historic collegiate player, pioneer, legend. Wanting to stay close to home, Cheryl chose the University of Southern California, where she would quickly become a star. Cheryl had developed a great shooter's touch that made her formidable from the outside, as well as being a staunch defender and dominant rebounder. In 1983, she would lead the Trojans to a national championship title while winning the most outstanding player of the tournament. That very summer, she would win a gold medal in the Pan Am Games. In 1984, she repeated that cycle, winning another championship and most outstanding player again. Though this summer, she would take home an Olympic gold medal at the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. Cheryl would go on to win three straight Naismith Awards from 1984, 1985, and 1986 for the best collegiate player in the country. At one point, Sports Illustrated named her the National Player of the Year, male or female, among all players. Miller still holds the record at USC for scoring, rebounding, and steals. She was also part of the first women's team to start five African-Americans at USC. She's a trailblazer for, for many different reasons. Yeah. At age 22, Cheryl was poised to become the Michael Jordan of, women, of women's basketball. Miller continued to represent the national team, winning a gold medal at the 1986 FIBA World Championship. She was drafted by multiple professional basketball leagues, including the United States Basketball League, a men's league. However, Cheryl would suffer multiple knee injuries in the late 80s that would cut her competitive basketball career short. From 1986 to 1991, Cheryl worked as a sportscaster and as an assistant coach to USC. She then became the USC head coach from 1993 to 1995, with her team making it to the NCAA tournament both times, making it to a regional final once. In 1996, Cheryl became the first female analyst to call a nationally televised game. A new professional league called the WNBA would then emerge with Cheryl on board as the head coach of the Phoenix Mercury and would coach there for four seasons from 1997 to 2000, while also serving as the GM. She retired after the 2000 season, citing fatigue. Cheryl Miller would stay close to basketball as a sportscaster for TNT, TBS, and NBA TV in the years that followed. She was named the head basketball coach of Langston University in 2014, and later would become the head coach at Cal State Los Angeles, where she is still at the helm for the Golden Eagles. Well, what a fantastic yeah. uh, career she has had. Truly, in, in 1995, she was uh, inducted to the Naismith Basketball, Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, truly um, someone that the next generation of, of young people need to know about. She was a trailblazer for women athletes. And um, yeah, I'm glad we could uh, glad we could induct her this week. Yeah, she she really was incredible. I mean at one point the uh, Harlem Globetrotters even offered her a job. That's right. She is <laughs> <laughs> the most decorated inductee so far. I would yeah. say. <laughs> I mean and and her career cut short. I mean 
At age 22, pretty much. All the best athletes. You know, Bo Jackson. Cheryl Miller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, truly. Those are the two best yeah. athletes. So we don't have to go any further than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fact that Bo Jackson's even in the discussion with Cheryl Miller is Yeah, that's not even fair. That's how I mean, incredible Cheryl Miller is. Like, Bo Jackson I mean, doesn't belong in this conversation. Cheryl Miller, you know, what if she in did In a league baseball? of her own. And not, <laughs> True. not really a pun. Um... So, yeah, I guess that leads us to the results of the uh, scoreboard stumper. Okay, go back to our stumper here. I asked earlier, um, there were eight original WNBA teams. Uh, Utah Stars, Los Angeles Sparks, Cleveland Rockers, Sacramento Monarchs, Houston Comets, Phoenix Mercury, Charlotte Sting, and the New York Liberty, and, you know, um, only three of those are still operating. Which three are they? And the answers are Mercury, the Phoenix Mercury, the Sparks, the Los Angeles Sparks, in New York. There you go, New York, L.A. Phoenix. Phoenix. Hanging yeah. in there. Yeah. Maybe Phoenix Mercury there because with the comments, you, you know. Go. With the sun. There you go. All right, so I hope some of you out there got that one. Or at least walk away knowing a little bit more about women's basketball. Women's hoops. Um, All right, uh, confessional thoughts and prayers. We'll start with you, Scotty. You got anything for us? I I don't think I have anything to confess. Um, Except for maybe we were wrong about who... Who would get fired? <laughs> yeah, we thought Adam Gase was going to get fired. I mean, it's a eventual. You are the coach. We jabbernized him last week because we thought for sure he was going to get fired, but uh turns out it was Bill O'Brien's turn to yeah. get fired. Well, he set himself up. But, I mean, the Jets are starting at Joe Flacco this week. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess, yeah, I guess our one confessional is Gase, but... Uh, thoughts and prayers, I guess, this weekend. Christian McCaffrey's still out for my fantasy team. Uh-oh. Aaron Jones is on bye, so I'm praying I'm praying for D'Ernesto De- 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 Johnson from the Browns, Chubb's replacement, and also <laughs> <laughs> hoping for a big game out of my boy Antonio Gibson with the Redskins. The Kyle Allen-led Washington football team. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fl- go we'll flub go football team. I already got a confessional for next time. All right. So don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and more. Our nominees for next week's Hall of Fame inductee are John Daly, LeGarrette Blunt, Bengals owner Mike Brown, and John Rocker. So find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at L Sportsball. That's at L, the letter L, Sportsball. Thank you once again for listening to Legends of Sportsball. May the sports be with you. Always. <laughs>